Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. My name is Pete. My name is Bob. What the fuck is going on, Bob? My dude. <laughs> uh, between recordings, I snuck out, got a little drink, not out, just over to my kitchen. We had a piece of leftover bread pudding. Uh, by leftover, I mean I just hadn't eaten it. I got it from a bakery. Shout out to the 502 Bakery in Brick. Uh, known for their unbelievable key lime pie. Like, unbelievably good key lime pie. Oh, I got to go there. That's my jam. Dude, I, I'm getting one and bring it to you. That's Hell yeah. Uh, they were out of the pies, but they had key lime bites, which were like, they're like... Um, little rounds that are like a personal pie they would equate to like a smaller slice pie so it's fine so i got one of those and they i like those yeah sorry to interject no, i please. like those but here's the thing too much crust man i'd rather a, just a proper slice mm. oh okay here you might like this here's the thing on theirs not enough crust ah. but a lot of filling they don't have they just have the crust at the bottom not on the sides or anything okay so so it's yeah but but i agree because i, I, I think that it's it's fine. It's good. It's just not the same. It's not like a proper pie slice, you know? Like a slice of pie makes so much sense. You get a really good mix of crust and pie. Yeah. And filling, you know what I mean? So anyways, um, and I got this salted caramel bread pudding that looked remarkable. It was. But the salted caramel was maybe a touch too salty. Pete, you know what I did? I put some maple syrup on top of it, and it was even better. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, what would you eat to, since we last recorded? Um, so over, my, my wife does all the cooking, um, oh, and yeah. she's great at it. So over the weekend, we hung out with some people, and she was going to make a pie, basically mm. like like vanilla pudding, mm-hmm. a homemade vanilla pudding, like inside of a crust, essentially. I'm in. With some raspberries and stuff. Um. The crust, for whatever reason, I think she used like coconut oil or coconut butter or something instead of actual butter. Oh, yeah. And it did, it, it did something to the crust where it just made it like kind of spring up in this way. So she ended hmm. up kind of breaking up the crust because it was still really good. It tasted like a like a good sugar cookie or something. Yeah. So she kind of broke all the crust up and then essentially made it into a trifle. So it's just kind of like this mix of like crust and pudding but like not in oh. pie form and it's oh. pretty dope dude yeah yo that sounds dope as hell all right yeah, yo i might good. need you to send me a picture of it yeah. um, that sounds so good <laughs> yeah uh, pete i'm glad we got a little snacks talking uh i encourage everyone who appreciates our snack talk as well as you know talking about music to follow us on social media twitter and instagram at trackspod. Send us emails, the wonderful Gmail, which is trackspot at gmail.com. And five-star reviews on all the podcast server things you use for whatever. Um, Before we talk about the music we're going to talk about today, Pete, I have a a question for you. What do you got? We both really appreciate our households. I really appreciate my significant other. You appreciate your significant other appreciate my children they're wonderful all that fun stuff but sometimes things happen so today pete 
<clears throat> a thing happened that made me ask the question, and I, I posed it to you so you could think about it. Something that happens at your house that feels cruel, but is completely innocuous and incidental, like not yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Uh, and I can give my example if you'd like me to start. Yeah, start it up. Pete, I came home today. Long day. It was 80-something degrees today. Oh, it's starting <clears throat> to heat up here at the Jersey Shore. And uh, I was working. And I was dying thirsty. Almost stopped on the ride home. Was like, let me stop and grab a drink. But I was like, nah, nah. Let me get home. Just want to get home. I got drinks at home. Cool. Go to the fridge. Go to the filtered water. You know, got one of those Brita filter water things, whatever. Yeah. Bro, it's sitting in the fridge empty. It's empty. <laughs> it's empty. And I'm like, who who did this? Why did they do this? This is cruel. This is yeah. this is obviously very incidental. But but I also, as someone who pours water in my kitchen, the sink is right there. If the Brita is low, after I pour my drink, I refill it. And this is what was running my through my head as I s- looked around the rest of the refrigerator and saw that I only had cr- cranberry juice <laughs> to drink that was cold. So as I'm chugging cold cranberry juice because I was famished, I was like dying for a cold drink uh, and we had no cold water, I, uh, I lamented my, my situation. So, uh, but I, I, to whom? I don't know. Pete, Tell me about something that's happened at your home that felt cruel but was obviously innocuous. So I can relate to that um, because we have uh, one of those cel- – I'm blanking on what they're called. You're, you make the seltzer. You have the bottles of oh, water. Oh, yeah, the you, soda, yeah. stream, soda, soda stream. Soda stream, yeah. thank you. Um, so we have one of those, and the soda stream bottle that we keep in the refrigerator is often like – there's like – a the tiniest sip left in it. It's just like all it would have taken was to fill it up. So I feel that, but the one I'm going to go with is so, and some of this, I think just stems back to like, you know, what your house was like growing up. Mm. Like, so for me, you always do the dishes. Like we didn't even really use the the dishwashing machine, but like, dude, if you use a fork, just fucking clean it, you know? So especially if it's a onesie, you got one fork and one plate clean. Yeah. Those, boom, done. Everything's done. Yeah. So my wife has this habit and it's, it is unintentional because she just like, she prefers to like build up the dishes and then you do all the dishes in one go. Right. It's just a different mm-hmm. style. hundred percent. But our styles clash sometimes because what she likes <laughs> to do is, you know, she'll wake up, she'll drink a glass of water. She will put that glass of water just standing in the sink. Oh boy. And for me, it's like the most offensive thing of all time because like, (laughs) A, it's one glass. It would take three seconds to clean. But B, I now cannot use that sink without cleaning your dish. I know. Oh, Pete, I'm not allowed. Legally, I'm not allowed to discuss dishwashing issues (laughs) at my house. I'm not allowed to talk about it. Um, I will say I more than sympathize. I empathize. And... uh, By legal agreement, I'm not allowed to go any further than that. The only reason I'm bringing this up here is because my wife will maybe sometimes listen to the podcast, like very rarely if it's a record that she cares at all about. Mm. She does not care about Sam I Am. So this one is... 
this is a safe Going this episode is marked this safe. Is a safe space this is yeah safe okay um <clears throat> well so cats out of the bag sam i am is the record is the band the record is clumsy <clears throat> pete why don't you hit me with your experience in life with sam i am up to this point <laughs> Um, not all that much experience. They were a band that I remember there was a lot of chatter about when I was a kid. Mm. Um, I remember probably around the year 2000. Yes. Um, I'm looking up their discography. Yes. 2000 when a stray came out. Yes. Um, I remember a lot of people were very excited about that. I remember friends had it. They, we're singing the praises. I remember mm. listening to it and actually really liking a few songs off of it, but mm. for whatever reason, it just like, I never bought it. So I never mm. really spent that much time with it. And I just never really went down the rabbit hole. And then I was hanging out with a friend of mine, like 10 years ago, I guess now. And we were just having a time. He has a big record collection. We were listening to a bunch of things and, Sam I am came up somehow and he was like, dude, you're not a fan. Like this is totally up your alley. So I think he played me the second record. Yeah. He played me sore and he played me some songs off of Billy. Yep. Um, and I liked all of it. So I, I have gone back and, and listened to them and I own a few of them, but they kind of just caught me when I was like in my mid to late twenties coming into 30s and it was just like yeah. i missed it you know yeah but even yeah. i mean but I, but i say all of that even even when i heard astray i was in my teens and it still didn't like grab me the way that other things of this genre did so i like them i'm a fan but like and i've i've heard a bunch of the records most of them probably but i don't know they're not like i've never been head over heels in love with this band although they definitely have tracks what about you Oh man. Um uh, band I was familiar with but not familiar with. Uh young. You know what I mean? <clears throat> remember these records, remember a stray coming out. Um remember Clumsy being a record that was like, oh that seems kind of cool. I seem to remember probably mutual friends of ours playing it and being like, eh, it's all right. It's yeah. all right. Um, it never struck me like some of the other bands who we'll, we'll get into a little bit maybe did. Um, so I kind of put it off uh, mid-aughts. So again, I'm probably in my mid-20s. Yeah, mid-20s. Solidly mid-20s, 25, 26 maybe. Um, I remember for some reason, I think maybe there was a reissue of Clumsy uh, and it was easier to get, what have you. So I bought it and was like, oh, okay. And um I'll put the pin right there, <laughs> but it ended. Uh, I'll just spill it. It became one of the, and I got, bought a CD on CD. Um, it became a CD that was a, I'd play the beginning of the CD and then it wouldn't make it much further. Yeah. And it was really interesting and I never really gave it much thought. It was just one of those things you listen to music you like, and you're like, yeah, let me put something else on. Um, and that was it. Other than the fact that <clears throat> fast forward and they've become a band who I think gets name checked in certain music circles a lot. 
and I think with good reason. Sure. So I want to be really charitable to that because um, I think a lot of what they were doing was pretty novel and interesting while still being kind of uh, part of a scene that we can group together. So um, that's uh, I want to get there. Uh, any any notes or highlights we should give to the audience who's uninitiated on the band Sam I Am? Just first, I want to second what you said because I think that's like that's like a main component of this band for me is like this. The, a lot of these records start out so strong, and I'm so yeah. in for like one or two tracks. Yep, and then I trail, I trail way off like very quickly, and we'll talk more about this record, but it's definitely the case with Astray. It's definitely the case with Soar. It's definitely the case with Billy. It's like, I don't know, maybe they're in an EP band, but yeah, we'll yeah, talk right, about like that. Yeah, right, like singles? I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, so if you're uninitiated, it is early 90s. I'm just going to say pop punk. Are they a pop punk band, Bob? Man. <laughs> This is the this is one of my thesis questions. Okay. <clears throat> they are pop punk in a way that is not that <clears throat> would not that almost shuns calling itself pop punk at this point. Yeah. Um I think if you ask them they'd like to be called a rock band. Um, okay. Or or like sure. you, could, you could call it like a punk band, man, just like punk. Yeah. But it's like mm, I don't know. <laughs> like if I'm being real, the best songs on this record have as much to do with punk as they do alternative. Sure. But the majority of the songs on this record hit a groove of pop punk that is so singular to this time that it falls somewhere between alt and pop punk. Yeah. But it, sits more firmly in the pop punk world. So I think I think I that's think definitely a, more firmly. Yeah. I think it's I mean, a fair assessment to call it pop punk. There are just to I guess give some references to me and we'll get into the specific circumstances when we do the track by track, but to me there are moments on this that if you play it without vocals, you would not be able to tell that it is or I guess it's like indecipherable from a Blink-182 song. There are songs songs on this record, were it not for the vocals, it sounds indecipherable from a Hot Water Music song. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And those are, those are the big ones. But, but, but I think that, you know, definitely a lot of Jawbreaker crossover, if you're into Jawbreaker crossover, um, Farside crossover. Farside, uh, yeah. Game Face crossover. California, East Bay. Lifetime crossover to throw our New Jersey brethren in here. Sure. Um, and to be honest, I think Lifetime might have uh, might have been a fan of these guys. <laughs> and gone, sure. oh, I like some of those riffs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just, there's this world that fell. It wasn't, especially at the time, it wasn't fart joke pop punk, which no. is, you know, it wasn't. Now, I will say, uh, Clumsy the name of this album or some of the lyrical content on here uh, because I was about to say in their best moments Sam I Am has a maturity lyrically that 
is not something you find on a lot of fat records or epitaph punk of the time 100%. outside of say bad religion you know yeah um but when you get into their less charitable lyrical content <laughs> immature eh, goobery yeah for sure so we'll get there um but yeah, it's it's sort of fascinating because because there's some of those bands that we just mentioned that I feel comfortable calling pop punk or adjacent to pop punk. And then there's some where I'm like, well, I, I kind of wouldn't call them that, but it's sort of like, for lack of a better word. Um, had they existed 10 years, 15 years later, they might have been called emo. Sure. But I would not call That's this band call. emo in the mid-90s, you know? Yeah, I mean this is also not far off from like any get up kids song. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's squarely in this zone where it was like, in my head, I call it half alt because it's from the punk perspective. It's like halfway to alt music, but it's still punk music. It's still pop punky. It's not, it's not full blown in there. And you kind of ask yourself, would they be, if they could be, <laughs> yes, but yeah. let's not be too loud. Um, so, anyways, uh, you know, there's there's uh, there's a certain amount of energy that keeps this rooted in the punk world, um, but on their more musical moments, you can feel some of those external musical uh, aches trying to get out. Yeah, um, sounds I, right. I have a question for you. What's up? Why were 20 something so angsty? Jesus Christ. So angsty. I know. We we say this on an, another one, but it's the same came same out, time. Came frame. out last 94. week. Yeah. Yeah, 94 Tool, totally different band than Sam I am. Um, <laughs> same uh, energy to a certain extent though, although maybe lacking the machismo for Sam I am. Yes, just some of the same kind of like why guys, why? Um some Are you that, that angsty as a 20-year-old? No, man. We talked about this. Did it's we talk not, about this on the Tool episode? Yeah. Not on the episode. We talked about it off-air because we're that groaned about it. <laughs> um, it's it's really fascinating because you look at it and you realize, like, hey, we talk about angsty teen music, but it's really angsty music for teens written by 20-something angst mongers. <laughs> and you realize, like, they're the ones throwing the angst out there. The teens are just eating it up. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. I, I hope there's an element of cosplay. Like I'll be honest. The bands of this ilk, I mentioned the band far side, a band I, re- I really like, I really appreciate them. It's because there's a fragility. There's some immaturity in their play, uh, in their, their music and they play with it. But lyrically, lyrically they poke the bear a lot with this kind of stuff and go guys what are you singing about like they have some corny love songs and like you know like the oh i'm sad stuff but it's all done with a certain level of maturity that i appreciate from college graduates (laughs) so (laughs) so i'm like yo good for you guys you guys are all old enough that you didn't just write like goober lyrical content when you could have and and you know musically 
certainly other bands are as accomplished, if not significantly more so than them. But on a lyrical level, I, I this is the first time I really sat with this record clumsy lyrically and, and beyond the first few tracks. I was I was uh in my head there was a maturity to the lyrics that just wasn't there. Mm. And so that was kind of a bummer. And you know, I'm not I'm not here being Jimmy lyric guy all the time. A lot of times I'm like, yeah, mouth sounds cool. Do they sound good? <laughs> Does the mouth word make move move good in song? Song? Cool. Good. Um, but here, here they kind of hit you in the face. There's there's a certain clarity, clarity, a clarity in the vocals here, which I want to appreciate too. If the vo- lyrics don't land, it can actually be to your detriment. Yeah. Um, so that that's that. Um, does it surprise you at all that this band uh, was signed to a major major after the success of Green Day. Does it surprise me? No, not at all. Does it surprise you at all that this band opened uh, promoted this album by opening for Bad Religion on the Stranger Than Fiction tour? That sounds right. That sounds right. So, um, all that said, if I said Pete, this is a punk record, does that feel right to you, or do you do you need the pop note on there? Um, I don't need the pop, but it, it, it just, it helps me directionally kind of place it. I agree. Um, so I prefer to add it and I feel you on the alt thing. I mean, there's definitely in a different universe, Sam, I am could have done things a little differently and maybe been a mid to large major label alt band but that didn't end up happening it's it's this time period is fascinating because 94 is the after grunge we're in after grunge here where green day pops rancid's about to pop and people are thinking oh this version of punk is next this is what's next yeah um in some ways they're they were not wrong you know if you go hey in 1995 green day the offspring rancid and no doubt are all huge bands and there's probably a list of bands that i could put under them on a b card that you'd also like those are pretty big bands who all whether they stuck with the label or not had punk roots you know Mm -hmm. um so there's this feeding frenzy and in that mix a lot of bands who have a slightly more accessible sound get scooped up sam i am being one of them and um when you hear this record, does it sound more accessible or less accessible than a lot of the things we just talked about? Like, if you were to give this to a friend who has no awareness of, of punk music generally, but does like rock and alternative and grunge, like if you were to give this to a Nirvana fan off the street, what is their feeling on it? I mean, I think it's pretty accessible. It's... uh it's in a way it's like a lot softer than, than Nirvana. Yeah. Is it as tuneful though? Yeah, no, I mean the hooks are not, that's the hard, that's the funny, that's the Nirvana inversion, isn't it? Yeah, they do. They do have hooks. I mean, like I would argue the capsized is like a hook. Like it kind of gets stuck in your brain, in your head. Right. But like, but yeah, they don't do it with as much consistency as I think is necessary to like 
be one of those bands, you know, like the gin blossoms. If you listen to that record, dude, it's like only hooks, you know, miserable experience. Yeah. It's yeah. Single, 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 single. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. So like Sam, I am definitely are not like that caliber of, of hookiness or catchiness. Yeah. So I think that was uh, necessary. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what you start to see, especially in this weird era. I, I still have hard times thinking about it is that, we're in this weird era where uh, slightly aggressive guitar music ruled all <laughs> the pop <laughs> music spectrum. It's weird. So anyways, um, I don't have too much else other than to say that this is a record that's gained a lot of momentum and steam uh, with a lot of bands over the last few years. A lot of people have kind of started name checking it. And I want to say deservedly so, but I also want to say... I think it's just tracks, not albums, and um, and maybe we should go by to the track by track to prove our point here. I'm with it. Yeah, um, I think we mentioned this. This is their fourth album, fourth fourth full length album. First, first, it was major. their it was their first for a major label. Yeah, um, came out in 1994. And yes, yeah, let's go. Let's go in. First track, as we're told. This is what the Alkaline Trio like based their whole sound off of. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I heard this song and I was like, oh, oh, and then I looked up that the first Alkaline Trio record was 1998, which was actually later than I thought, mm. and uh, it all clicked because this is like, it's got a melancholy feel. It's a little d- on the darker side of absolutely of, of pop punk. Mm-hmm. Um or of alt rock or whatever we're going to call it. Um, but it's energetic. It's catchy. I think uh, Sam, I am in particular, the vocals really set them apart. They're kind of like wrenching and emotional. Agree. There's a lot of range there. Um, a super melodic song and with an even more melodic guitar solo, um, which is all pretty cool. I think it's actually a great start to the record. I think it's a catchy song. It's maybe yeah. one of the highlights. Um, yeah, I'm in on this one. So what do you this think? is my highlight on the record. Okay, all right. Uh, I have tried Alkaline Trio. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't hit, but this song hits. Yeah. Um, moody, weird. Uh, there's a <clears throat> both a gruffness to the vocal and also just clean tone, smooth, hits the notes. It's fun. It's a, it's a really fun vocal. Uh, especially when they're on tracks like this, which I, I referred to as a d- downtrodden, upbeat tempo. Because um, it's pushing and pulsing, 
but it also has a darkness to it. And I think that's where they succeed the most. And that's where they find themselves in this place that's between alternative and punk music. Yeah. And uh, let me just, I'm going to tick marks for songs that are making the clumsy EP. This one makes the clumsy EP. Nice. Next song, Capsized. Capsized. Um, I guess this was the first single for this record. That's right. And, so, and as I said, as we're told, is my track. This is a lot of people's track. Yeah, yeah. This this has to be like all time Sam I Am tracks, I imagine. Um, the chorus is undeniable. Um, yep. It's super catchy. I think this is a great song. This is more in the kind of jawbreaker lane of the of like emo punk. I think. Oh yeah, than, I think that's a hundred percent true. Than the more like upbeat kind of Green Day, Bad Religion punk. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a great song. Um, it it it's it it kicks the record off. Even if I didn't know this band the way that I know them, I would honestly be worried in a way because like the first two so tracks strong. are so, so strong. strong, so that strong. You're like, oh man, there's a lot of music to go. Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's some tricks that they pull off of, uh, as we're told here, and kind of some of the buildups. Um, and then vocal delivery, uh, but it's it's got its own energy. Um, this is this melodrama template that many bands have used. Many bands have pulled this song. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what is it? Song and verse. <laughs> um, really good song. Really good song. Like undeniable. This is if you like Sam, I am. Uh, this is in your top five tracks and to be honest I say as we're told this is my favorite I think it's a touch more catchy okay but if I'm introducing someone to Sam I am I say oh, you should probably hear Capsize yeah for sure alright let's go to the next one Stepson why the screaming when he's gone This the melodrama is taking hold here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the melodrama is a bit much, but honestly, I'm 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 so in on this song. I actually, I like the music a lot. Headphones, yeah. listen. This song might be the best on the record, but uh, just because it's got so much cool guitar stuff going on, even in the first like, as you go into the song, there's just a lot going on. I like really headphones on for this one, folks. For sure. This is this is one of the few songs that 
when I said it's almost indecipherable from a hot water music song, if if you take the vocals out, this mm. is like a great hot water music song to me. Um, but the vocals bring it to a different place, which you know is the Sam I Am flavor, which is cool. Um, the the lyrics are a bit melodramatic. It's like the lyrics are for hamsters. Yeah, those hamsters are in the, the Kia car. Remember those? Dancing. <laughs> That's who those fucking lyrics are for. Or for people who have too many emotions. Just literally, you just have too many emotions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like way too caught in your feelings all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. that down bad saying? Yeah, we we got Sam I am down bad. Um, uh, but musically, uh, just musically, it's great. T- totally hits. I, I, lyrically, I get what it's going for. It's going for this really raw emotion. Um, it just lands at a place that's maybe too on the nose and feels almost. See, I don't want to be cruel. It's uh, saying it feels like it parodies might feel a little cruel. So I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to say that it lands so on the nose that it's you're hitting yourself in the face with the lyrics. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the, when we talked about the jawbreaker album, dear you, that song it's, this is the jet black of this album where it's like, all right, like we got it. We got it. The music's there. The vibe is there, but yeah. Ah, perfect. Perfect parallel. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, bad day. Yeah. We're right now we're playing a game. We're waiting for when the shoe drops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Next song is called Bad Day. I know. Um, this might be kind of where the shoe drops for me, honestly. Like, mm, this, ding, ding, ding. It, it, yeah, it sounds like a Blink-182 song, which is like, fine. Do you um, know what I call this? What? Chitter Chatter Squirrel Punk. Because <laughs> it moves around a lot, but isn't going yeah. anywhere in particular. It's like pretty quick. It's like, okay, cool. Good call. The one thing that I agree with you on that, uh, for some reason, this song makes me think of the Leatherface song, Not a Day Goes By. Okay. I don't know why, uh, but but if you like that song, I would encourage you to listen to this song and that song back to get forth, back to back, and uh, see if you feel the same. It's interesting. Nice, uh, kind of like, um, it's like, uh, like when you see someone who looks a lot like you, but you have no relation, it's like weird. That's that's what these two songs feel like to me. Uh, it doesn't really do anything for me. Um, feels like a drop from the previous song, though. Like at drop. this point in the record, I appreciate the variety. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it picks it up a little bit, especially after like Stepson does get like really, it's really weighty in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. this song just kind of picks you up again and is like, all right, you know, chitter chatter squirrel punk. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Yep. Um, squirrel punk, man. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a fine. I said it. It's a fine song overall, but it just lacks this like X factor. You know, yes, it's it's yes. just it's just kind of paint by numbers like pop punk, and it's uh, it's whatever. Next track, tag along. Feels so um, moody. Um, yeah, they're like going for a different feel here, where it's like there is this dreamy kind of effect on the vocals, and the vocals kind of have a little bit more room to breathe. But but what are they doing with the vocals? What are the lyrics yeah, saying? Yeah, not much. The song? That's it's the thing. It's not like it's, good. 
it's just like an attempt at something different that like kind of falls flat on its face. It's like if you wrote a vocal vehicle track and the lyrics were bitch on a cow. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? She's too young. What? What are you talking about? What, yeah. what do we got going on here? This is it's weird. It's just weird. Um, I get it. Maybe it's about a younger sibling. Fine, fine, fine. But uh, um, musically, I think the song's pretty good. But not rewriting the wheel. Uh, it's fine. Uh, but I mean, I'm, that's the- it's starting to uh, it's starting to feel like losing the plot here, and that's yeah. the, the problem. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of these songs. Like, they're fine songs. They're just so kind of, like, uh, I don't know. There's just no flair to them. There's nothing that sets them apart. I know. The they song, need some this, pins and stuff. Yeah. Uh, more, more pieces of flair. Yeah, 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 um, this is total kind of again like darker, moody, jawbreaker, alkaline trio vibe. Um, it's fine. Is I'm it squirrel right music? It. I feel like it's squirrel punk. I don't it's think it's bit. as squirrely. Okay, it goes fast, but uh, again, I don't feel it, it, there's a tempo here, but uh, it does nothing for me. Yeah, uh, Simca. You go. I can't talk about a song about a car. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking do it. <laughs> It was. This is the song that took me. Like the other songs were like, uh, been like, well, <clears throat> doing the stretch at the meal. Like, oh man, that was really good. They're like pulling out their w- wallet, like putting their coat on, but still sitting down. This is the one where everybody's getting up and giving you like, all right, let's go, and you're still sitting there <laughs> drinking a drink. It's like this song is the waiter coming over and putting my coat on my lap and going, "Sir, we're closing." Yeah thumb at the door I, like this song takes me out interesting i see i didn't even do my homework on that i didn't even know what a simco was you don't need um, to let me read you some lyrics go in on what you're what you think of the music and song but i'm going to read you lyrics that will make you stop thinking it's going to ruin the song for me isn't it i know i know i know i'm sorry i actually kind of I'm like this song sorry. i like the music okay it. although it's like it's 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 kind of like template Sam I am, but yeah, go in. Little blue bomb is waiting for me. I sit right down and turn the key. She starts to roll, burning down the West Highway. She's going to where she belongs. Don't tell me she's just a car. Slips sliding along. My stomach, we make a stop at Shay's Denny. I'm all filled up. Simca, feeling sick again. Going to some place where she belongs. 
don't tell me she's just a car rolling down the road. The red light starts to shine. I slow it down. Can't push too hard because she might complain. You know what? That will leave me tomorrow. Don't tell me she's just a car. There is where she'll stay. Thank yeah, I'm you. good on that. The fuck, the fuck are you doing? The fuck are you doing? You're an adult. Don't write <laughs> songs like this. Don't do it. I don't care how much you like your car. Don't do it. Don't. I like my truck. I'm not writing songs like this. <laughs> Why are you writing a song about your car, dude? It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's not 1957. What are we doing? It's not God. great. All right. Take us to the next song. Can you I'm imagine being explode. at a band practice and like the dude's like, guys, this song is called Rav 4. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, um, like, like, dude, I like a lot of wacky songs. I think oh, yeah. like uh, Queen, I like to ride my bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. Like that song rips. Yeah. I can't take a song that's <clears throat> like a weird ode to their car. Like, no. what are we doing? Why? Why are you doing that? that the, <clears throat> what, you, what, what really happens is... This is this is a hey hey you got lyrics for that uh, uh, the uh, you know uh, track seven the the do 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 intro song oh yeah yeah that's all done all right cool 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 you need anything on those no nah, no nah, they're good all right cool then they go record album comes out guys are like yo you wrote a song about your car oh <laughs> yeah mm. yeah just to do it like like just to compare similar bands right like jawbreaker had their big break they do the major label mm. record mm. there's no songs about cars there is mm. a party song though they get like, some like, they get some regrettable lyrical decisions too i mean they, they definitely do Look, but i'm just i, I'm I just guess gonna my say point this. is like there's I'm, not as much like trash I don't what, know. Was, what was the, what was the what was the gary Blink oh, Blink too? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying this right now. I'm putting I'm putting this on the table. Blink 182 lyrical content uh, on a whole. I'm taking over Jawbreaker. I'm taking <laughs> over Sam I am. Thank you. Good night. Um, Damn. Next next song. <laughs> Damn. Uh, no size that small. It's blasphemy. Um, <laughs> how would music? Go tell people I'm not punk. One two three four. What's the score? Whatever. <laughs> no size that small. No more talking about jawbreaker or, or songs about cars. Never speak to me of this again. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this song's fine. It's fine. I like some of the rhythmic parts, but again, it just feels like so many other types of this song. And as we talked about it, like we actually gave a ton of reference points. If for some reason you haven't heard any of the other bands we've mentioned in discussing Sam I Am, you should check them out because many of them compare favorably to the midsection of this record. Um, and I think do versions of sort of what they're doing here in the like the middle of this record that are better. Whereas if I if I say this, like the first three tracks on this record, really the first two were just bang right. Yeah, first three are all pretty good, and then there's a, a couple others on the record as a whole that I can take it and go, yeah, cool. Um, next track, she's a part of it.
it goes on for too long. It's a perfect warp for the soundtrack song. <laughs> yes. Um, again, uh, so so some of the music elements I'd like actually remind me of what the New Jersey band Lifetime would do soon after. Okay. Um, definitely some parts on this where I'm like, oh yeah. Now uh, this is a another lyrical. Um, mm, Mm, I'm not gonna read it to you, but I'll I'll encourage other people to to read about it. Um, um now nah, I'll read part of it. Fine, and we got a place <laughs> to hide. She's a part of me. We like to sleep in. We keep a low profile, saying people's names and all the things they don't know. We stagger drunk and home. We sway to and fro. She's a part of me. That's why we fight. Everybody says so. They keep low. She's a part of me. That's why we fight. She's a part of me. Everybody says so. <sighs> um, to be honest, concept of what they're trying to put through on this song, I'm with some lyrical sure. step, some missteps. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, cradle. Cradle. I feel like they're doing a few different things here, which is kind of yep. cool. Um, yep. I actually think this is a really good song. There's like, there's some kind mm-hmm. of off kilter harmonies on this one. Yep. Um, this one brings me back in a bit because it had something different going on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It doesn't need to be four minutes long. It no. overstays its welcome just a little bit. But this song pulled me back in enough to go, oh, okay, this this song would make the clumsy thing. It's good. For sure. I think we've been doing a lot of records we've done recently have not had satisfying or epic or even attempts at a grand closing. Time by the Dime feels like an epic attempt. Yeah. Is it a little bloated? Yeah. It's a little bloated. Yeah. Is it outrageously dramatic? <laughs> yep. Yo, you know what? After the kind of tepid middle part of this record the record the part of the record we're like yeah it's good Eh, it's all right Eh, sounds like other stuff this at least feels like it's like fuck it let's be as epic as we can be um it's fine uh i'm taking it i'm i was at least in the mood for a big closing yeah i think the big closing is is more or less effective at the end of the day um it's a cool song it just goes on a little bit long but that's part of the intention and and just by the way, we we talk about '90s bloat when it comes to alternative records, <clears throat> kind of a lot. I want to talk about '90s punk glut. Yeah, 
where it was not the same thing as the alt bloat, but there's this glut where it just feels like there were a lot of songs by a lot of bands that all kind of felt sort of similar. And you could pick and choose your favorites and some of the bands you like, or maybe there's one from your area and you like them, or you saw this one and they were just awesome, or they have a cool logo, or this record was neat and you bought it when you were younger, or whatever, whatever, whatever. But boy, this record starts so strong. And four tracks in, whatever we said, five tracks in, it really just falls back onto this 90s punk glut where it just yeah. feels very samesy. Um and that's really a shame because the first two tracks on this record are bangers. Bangers. Like, as we're told and capsized to me are great songs. And if somebody threw them on like a like uh, 90s songs you need to know playlist, I'd go, yeah, cool. Into it. Yeah. So uh, would you like to give this record some arbitrary ratings? Let's arbitrarily rate this bad boy. Boom, boom. Holistic quality. Is this a good record? Is Sam I Am Clumsy a good record, Pete, out of 20? I'm like right in the middle, man, because I don't think it's a good album, really, at the end of the day. It has great songs and it has great moments, but I'm just I'm falling right in the middle. I'm going to give it a 10. I gave it an 11. Uh, Almost the exact same reasons. But let's talk about the highs. How good are the best parts of this record? Pete, I gave it an 8 out of 10 because of, as I said, those first two tracks uh, are so good. Um, They're an 8 out of 10 to me, and they're enough to buoy my overall score up from a 10 to an 11. Nice. I landed in the same place. I really, really like the first three songs in particular and then Cradle. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a good way. Uh, Lowe's, how bad are the worst parts of this record? Are you giving it a one for the car song? No, I'm I'm being generous. I'm giving it a four. Mostly because I think isolated, a lot of the songs are just fine, you know, and, and we're we're giving it a lot of apathy. Yeah. Because we know it. But like if you just heard this record and you weren't familiar with all the stuff we talked about, you may be like, oh, you might find a toe tapper in some of that squirrel music. Um, <laughs> but I'm giving it a four because it is a lot of the same and it just uh, and you you know what? To be honest, I could drop it a little bit, but I'm not going to. But because we see it, not just on this record, but as re- other records, as you've noted, there are, are other Sam I Am records that have a similar energy where it's like, oh my God, this there's like two or three tracks on this. And yeah. then the rest is just kind of filler. So you know they can go higher, but for whatever reasons, maybe they're just disinterested in an album. So uh, I give it a four. Okay. Where are you at? Actually, I I have three written down here. I feel like that's like unkind because I really don't feel like. Well, that's where I can. That's where I come with that. Like we're familiar. If you isolated a lot of those songs, you'd be like, oh, this is pretty good. But it's just, especially when we start being referential and going, oh, this sounds sort of like this and sort of sounds like this, but not quite as good. It's like if we isolate it, maybe it'd be like, ah, this is pretty good. I'm going to, all right, I'm going to bump it. I'm going to, fall in the middle here and just give it a five. All right, cool. Um, competency and peer review. I gave it a six. I gave it a seven. Drag factor out of 10. It 
doesn't totally drag, but it doesn't not drag. I give it, it a five. I give it yeah, a five. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, actually. Um, flow out of 10. Mm, six out of 10. Uh, the flow is not... It's not particularly righteous to me. It does move through it. It's just unfortunate to me that it feels like you have this really high starting point and then you kind of drift into this uh, valley for a while and you pop up with a track or two with Cradle and uh, and then go from there. Yeah, I gave it a four. Mm. I feel like it's just kind of a collection of songs, honestly, with like the the first song is very intentional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think actually the first couple songs are very intentional and then the, the rest last song is very intentional right. and the rest yeah. of it could just be jumbled up and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, that's fair. Um, aesthetic. How much do you like the way this record looks? I'm all right with it. I I, I think I like it. It's on I the like higher it. end of like Sam I Am covers. Yes. Um, but I don't. I don't like particularly love any of most of their art, I guess, but like it's all right. It's fine. I like that a few of the records kind of have a theme. Um, I like the word marks. I like the, the, the font kind of stuff. Um, the funny part is even looking at the cover of the record, if someone were like, can you describe it to me? I'd be like, yeah, it's like a photo, um, with like a kid in the background. Maybe it's an elf. I don't know. Doing something weird. And then yeah. there's maybe some like toys that are burning. <laughs> is the fire real? I'm not sure. What is the toy? A uh, fox or a bear or something? But it's wearing <laughs> clothes too. So right. um, I'm not sure. Where are they? It looks like someone's house. I don't know. I give it a six <laughs> out of ten. I, I like it, but it's uh, it's kind of funny. Um, I land. I land on a five. Okay. Uh, impact and influence. Um, as noted, I think there's bands right now. Uh, and over the past 10 years that are doing a sound that um, if I wouldn't say wholly owe anything to like uh, to Sam, I am, but that are worth nodding at. And uh, that goes everything from something like title fight or basement to <clears> things <throat> like fiddlehead and uh, you know, um, it, it worth your time and attention to all those bands as well. For uh, sure. I give it a seven out of 10. Yeah, actually, I landed on a seven too. Um, uh, same reasons. I mean, I think that like it's funny how you know. Again, a lot of these songs sound similar to me from other bands that I mentioned, but at the same time, this came way before most yeah. of those bands. So yeah, yeah. So credit to them at least on that. Yeah, credit for sure. Um, the intangible, the little <clears throat> things that you can't quite put your nose on, your finger on. I'm giving it a five out of ten. I feel warm towards Sam I am. I, I say that sometimes with these records and what have you. Uh, if someone asked me, do you like Sam I am? I'd go, yeah, for sure. Do you think Clumsy is a good record? I'd go, yeah, for sure. But then now after listening, somebody said, is Clumsy a good record? My real answer should be banger first two tracks and two or three other good songs. And the rest is not, it's not a great album. And that's, that's just the truth. Yeah. I really actually want to make, kind of a Sam I am like ultra playlist. Yeah. Cause I bet there's like 10 tracks that are like all time bangers. Well, a hundred percent. I mean, they might be in a 15 more, track more. level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just, they, they've got a lot in their <clears> discography <throat> and it's just, uh, it's funny that not all of it 
not all of it feels vital, which is just, I don't, I don't say that in a small way. You know, I, I say that in a way that's like, this is a band who has a lot of records out and a lot of them don't, a lot of them feel like they have a song, two, three, four, and then some stuff that just feels like it was thrown on there. Yeah. A lot of people talking about their new record too, by the way. Stowaway. People seem yeah, stoked. Shout out on that because it just yeah. came out. I'm actually kinda kinda very interested to hear it. So For sure. Credit to this band. Credit to them for being a band still putting vital music out. Um Definitely. despite the fact that I'm saying some of the tracks are throwaway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Still putting I mean, out records that I'm like, oh, I should listen to that. So Yeah, absolutely. Um what's your intangibles? Yeah, I'm I'm warm towards them. Um I gave it a six. It's like we talk about like wanting bands to win. Like I'm like, I'm definitely on team Sam. I am. I think 100%. I just, you know, so if I sounded unkind in this, I, I, I didn't mean to, I think that a lot of the kind of pop punky stuff of this era, I was just so steeped in it that maybe I'm, nope. I, I just tend to be a little flippant about it. Jaded. Yeah. It's like it's like later. Uh, Pete, I came in at a 58 out of 100, and my phone died. So how about that? There you go. I am at a 57. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Come with that. Yeah. Um, Are you adding this to your collection, Bob? Um, I actually have a copy. I have it. Oh, there you go. I have a copy too. Playing it anytime soon. First half of side A. Thank you. Good night. Bye bye.